welcome once again to Up the Union podcast. My name is Dan Hames and this week I'm speaking with Andrew Wilson. Andrew, we've been talking about the Bible as the word of God and trusting it because Jesus himself did. But one of the questions we're often asked, perhaps by people who don't yet believe, um, with regard to the trustworthiness of the Bible, is this question of the canon of scripture. We often hear that uh, the Bible as we now have it only came together late in church history. How do we deal with that question? I think the reality is that the canon of Scripture was most of it wasn't really formed that late. Um, if you if you just take the sixty six books that Protestants would use, the thirty nine in the Old Testament were on twenty four scrolls in Hebrew because they they for instance put the twelve minor prophets we have into one scroll, so they didn't have the same number of books, but it's exactly the same content. Um, and so their twenty four scrolls uh, that we now have in the Old Testament Scriptures as Protestants and Catholics and and, and Orthodox and everybody was actually agreed from the time of Jesus. So this, the, the 24 scrolls Jesus would have read in the synagogue in Nazareth that would have been available to read from for the synagogue lectionary are the same 24 scrolls that are translated into English in the 39 books of our Old Testament. So you could say, oh, it's, take, it's very late. But in reality, historically speaking, Jesus and I, notwithstanding the fact that obviously I have to translate it from Hebrew and Aramaic into English, but Jesus and I have the same Old Testament. And that's the huge, you know, substantial majority, 70% or so of the Bible. So in that sense, the canon isn't decided late at all. It's already been decided by the time of Jesus. And so that's why we use the Old Testament we have. And interestingly, the New Testament, although, you know, people often know, yeah, but there's different versions of the canon and disagreement about it. But the 27 books of the New Testament have also always been agreed upon um, by all Christian churches ever since there first was a canon of scripture in sort of around the fourth century when it was first sort of finally hammered out. Um, but even now, you can go anywhere in the world and the Ethiopic Church and the Nestorian Church and the Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church and the Protestant Church all have the same 27 New Testament books as well. So the 66 books we've got in our Bibles as Protestants um, have always themselves been uncontroversial. The disagreement has actually come down to two things. One, whether the books in between Old and New Testament should be included. And there I think we have a, an, the answer from reasonably early in um, in the church, arguably even in the ministry of Jesus, was simply that the first century Jews didn't use the Greek uh, Old Testament in a lot of those newer documents, didn't regard them as scripture in the same way as the old. So that's why, as a Protestant, I wouldn't include those. And then there were a handful of questions about some, uh, you know, a small number, four or five or so, of the New Testament books, which really the debate came down to were these written by apostles. The reason why, of course, it all came about late was because in the early church, the idea of having a Bible wasn't really the goal. The idea was we've got the Jewish scriptures and we've also got the apostolic writings and we regard both with immense reverence and, and awe, if you like, and we regard both of them as God's word to us. Um, and there wasn't really any need to say, so which books are in the Bible or not? Because you said, well, we've got the apostolic writings and we've got the prophets. So why do we need a canon of scripture? We didn't have Bibles. They didn't have bonded black leather books with maps in the back. Um, so it wasn't really a concern. And the reason it became an issue was because people started challenging some of the apostolic books, um, particularly in the second century, a, a kind of heretic called Marcion said, look, I don't think these books should be in. I think the gospel is better preserved in these New Testament books than these ones. And so the church from that point onwards had to start saying, look, we do recognize some of these with the same divine stamp as the Old Testament scriptures and not others. And that's how the process of what we call canonization began. But actually that had broadly got to, got very similar to the canon we have now by the middle of the second century from what we know. Um, 
There was a little bit of debate about a handful of those books. Um, the story is interesting to look into as to why. In one case, Hebrews is because it was anonymous, and so there was a lack of clarity about who wrote it. And in a couple of other cases, it, it purported to be by an apostle. There was some discussion about whether or not it was. Um, but actually, even, even from that date that it was agreed, there was 200 years or so saying, we agree on these 23. There's these three or four we're really not sure about, um, but we think they are. And then from late 4th century, of the, Christ, the canon of the New Testament's been set and never really questioned ever since. So I, I like saying to people, the, if you're a Protestant, the 66 books you've got are all uncontroversial. Christians everywhere affirm them. Uh, and with the sake of argument for a, a little bit of time after the end of the New Testament period, nobody has ever doubted them who would, who would be a, an Orthodox Christian. I think that probably helps people. So it's not as controversial or anything like as late as it's sometimes made out. Thanks, Andrew. I was enjoying that. I'm a church history geek, so that's... Oh, good. (laughs) So should everybody be, I guess. Please do join us again tomorrow on Up, the Union Podcast. (laughs) 